Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, we'll be talking with David Nemeth about his blog, Acts of Silence, which focuses on Creative Commons musicians and net labels. My name is David Nemeth. I edit and write Acts of Silence uh, blog, and the other big thing that I do with that is a net label list which I just put out the other day, and that's at actsofsilence.com, net labels. So tell me a little bit about Acts of Silence. Why did you start it? Um, I guess the big reason I started it was to help pay back the artists that I like. Um, I listen to probably 95% exclusive Creative Commons music. Um, that was basically a budgetary decision because uh, of my addictive personality. <laughs> so I didn't want to... Uh, be spending 100 to 200 to $300 a month on music. I still spend a fair amount, but uh, it's a lot less. I started Acts of Silence as a way to let people know about what music I like and also to remind me of what music I was listening to. And the net label list was basically I needed to keep track of what net labels to visit. You know, net labels have been around for a while now, but I think they're still sort of obscure partly because they lack, for most of them at least, like a tangible element. Um, but do you think that they're sort of a logical next phase for music? Um, well, one of the big things that I see, I have a 17-year-old son, um, and he streams 100% of the time. Um, I don't think he's bought a CD ever in his life you know it just hasn't happened he's bought music before but never a cd he doesn't have a cd collection um, per se you know i remember 17 years old it's like i had lps and you know you just had as the beginning of your collection or cassette tapes and so he just ha doesn't have that it's everything is streaming and um with net labels i know the net label curator of Fwank from um scotland i believe they're from scotland uh, was talking about the fact that net labels are a niche audience, and um, that is definitely the case. Not as niche as cassettes are, but it's a niche nonetheless. Um, so the idea is, how do net labels proceed? How do how does this community of uh, Creative Commons musicians and listeners move forward with the ability to stream music? I know. Uh, I think it's O'Ray. Uh, he he does um, some Creative Commons radio show but how do you do that so that you can make money because a lot of creative commons is not commercial so how do you say how do we do this so that we could get the music out there and at the same time you know abide by the licensing do artists come to you to be reviewed on your blog now or do you just are you still hunting for them i still hunt i do get a couple of um people that will email me but it's usually like cold emails that have nothing to do um they haven't read the blog or anything like that. Uh, usually it might be a friend of mine on Twitter, well, an internet friend uh, on Twitter, who would say, hey, I got a new album out, that sort of thing. Um, I, I kind of look at net labels as friends that recommend music. Um, there's so much music that's out there. I cannot keep up with the thousands of artists that put out music, and net labels help filter that for me and say, 
hey, I like this, you might like it. Great, now I can listen to it. So do you think that open music licensing, like Creative Commons licensing, is going to maintain its appeal? I I hope so. Um, I think it's odd that it's mainly the experimental electronic people that have really taken hold of uh, this. Um, and I, it's probably more of a, that's from Europe, you know, from what I've seen. Um, here in America, it's like, I like, I like, um, I guess, Americana music. Trying to find an Americana band that will release one track as a Creative Commons is impossible. And it's sort of, you know, here in the States, we have this thing that you're, everyone's going to become rich. You're going to become rich at doing something. Um, and it's not, the music industry has to be really difficult to do that. And there's just a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm going to make it big. And sadly, that's just not the way it is. And it wasn't that way 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or 40 years ago. People just, most people don't make money at making music. I think that being able to share something under a Creative Commons license is that on some level acknowledging that if you make money, it'll be on your own merit and it'll be because people actually want to support you and not because you're going to get swept up by some person who's scouting for talent and is going to like make you a star. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think um, I really like the the artists that do this because it gives me an opportunity to share that music with other people. Um, Goodenark, who I don't know if you've had him on here before, he does BY uh, Creative Commons. And if you go on YouTube and you search his name, he has music in commercials, on films. Um, he might not agree with like the philosophy behind whoever's using it, but his music is everywhere. So. Uh, he doesn't make any money make, uh, or a very small amount of money doing that, but his music is listened to by a lot more people than most musicians. How do you think that streaming is changing access to Creative Commons work? I think people have to hunt for it and they have to get into the mindset of downloading. I, I think if you're you know, 21 years old right now, you might not download music. You might It might not even cross your mind that, Oh, I could download this. Um, that's just not their. That's just not their way of looking at it. Um, well, kind and of, I think too, it's been stigmatized to download music from sites that aren't Apple or you know Amazon or something. Oh, because it's not good enough, or just that it might. No, that it might be illegal. I think oh. that people still have sort of like a this training that like oh i could get in trouble if i download something oh from no this that, blog. that could very well be uh, i haven't <laughs> thought about that um but yeah uh, yeah the paranoia that people have about um the internet yeah could very well be that, mm -hmm. that that's the case yeah um it's possible to stream music on fma um with our in-page player and also with our pop-out player and a lot of people do stream but we do see significant downloads from fma as well yeah well yeah that's one of the things i i don't know how you guys got that download because archive.org just doesn't have that anymore um as far as like the amount of downloads um i know i've seen people post on both and there might be a hundred downloads on archive and two thousand on you guys which i don't somehow you guys created this and it's working out really well and that people are downloading a lot of music from you, which is really nice. Were you involved with Net Label Day at all? 
I no, I wasn't involved with it really at all. Um, I just knew from work and well, I mean that's the whole big thing is like you have my I have my forty hour a week job and then I try to do this with you know a wife and a son and um, so it's trying to balance all that and I just knew I really couldn't concentrate on doing that. What I for two things one for me net label day is every day. There's just no doubt about that. That's you know I look at net labels and that that's part of my existence um with net label day um i got my net label list and redid it so that it would go out during that time so that was um fun i think it was a success um i'm a little concerned about an official net label day um it it's like herding cats uh you can't you know there's too many people out there um and Everyone's doing this for love. No one is doing it for money at all. If anyone's running a net label for money, <laughs> they're crazy. Now, that said, uh, I have a pretty ardent definition about what a net label is, that it's uh, copyleft of some sort. You give the music away for free and that you don't just release your music. You release other people's music. One of the things that your website did that I was really excited about was this list of Creative Commons uh, group or groups that license their music under Creative Commons that include women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's not something that you really think about. I mean, there's always like the, oh, it's March, we're going to interview women in music <laughs> articles right. and stuff. But um, yeah, where did that idea come from? Uh, several years ago... Um there was a couple of things that were released on different websites that, you know, there'd be 20, 20 artists and not one was a woman. And it's weird because I grew up in the 70s and to me, the idea that women and men are not equal is just baffles my mind. It's just like, it's just, that doesn't even cross my mind. Um, and I, and I, and when, th when I saw that, it just dawned on me, it's like, yeah, uh, it's all men. It's just 100% men. And so what I wanted to do was start um, making sure I was looking for artists that were women. And not. It, it's not like going, oh, let me review something that's by a woman and it's worse than by a man. No, no. It's just like I want to make sure that if I review it, let people know that, hey, there's this group of women that are out there doing uh, experimental electronic music, which is mainly a white male dominant thing um so it's just a way to get some diversity in there there's not many net labels run by women either um and yeah it, it, it's funny i read these articles on the internet where they talk about the male-dominated music industry and how men treat women and i'm I, i'm just shocked because it's like i could not imagine <laughs> doing that to another human being but apparently people just do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's part of the music industry. Um, interviews with some better known female musicians have rendered these quotes that to me are unbelievable. <laughs> like right. Bjork was like, oh, I had to kind of float these ideas to people and make it look like a man had come up with them so that we could proceed. Yeah, you know? no, that, that, that to me is shocking because like someone like Bjork, I respect her as a musician. I like her music. I would never think that she would have to go through all those problems. It just, and, and yeah, okay, I'm being naive now, I know, but that's not the way I treat 
other people. So uh, trying to get out of that and understanding that this is a reality is an issue. Mm-hmm. And so the CC woman tag that I have in there is just one of the ways that I could do that and I'll let people know that, hey, this music is by a woman because you might not know by the name of the band. Um, and it's not important that it's done by a woman. It's just a nice to have an extra thing to saying, hey, this music is good. And hey, by the way, it's by a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's excellent. Um, where do you think you're going to take the blog next? Are you just going to keep reviewing stuff? Do you have any interviews lined up? Do you have anything exciting um, people should be looking for in no, the future? No. <laughs> um, no, I'll just keep on reviewing for a while. I want to try to keep up the net label list uh, a little more often than before. And also trying to expand the readership of it. It would be the other thing. If people want to find out more about your blog, what would be a good way for them to do that? Um, go to actsofsilence.com, A-C-T-S of silence.com and there it is all right great well thanks so much for coming in today thank you super fun radio free culture is produced by wfmu and the free music archive our intro song this week is the spider-man's nano loop by uncle bibby which can be found at freemusicarchive.org to read david's blog please visit actsofsilence.com 